You gonna introduce the pod this t- this time or am I? I did not. All right. Did you? Cause you say this every time. What's up, everybody? It's Dunk Tales with James Hollis and Joe Borelli. I say his name first because he's way more popular than I am. That's bullshit. That's totally true. It's totally true. The difference between being fa- by being like popular or famous and being infamous. Nobody likes me. Yeah, everybody loves you. I don't know. They love you because you're uh, unpopular or something. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. What's up, James? How's things? Give me give me an opening ramble like they do on uh, open open floor or something. What the fuck is that? Oh my god! Come on. <laughs> open court. Open court. Yeah, well, you already fucked it up. So That's I'm true. Like, damn, I did. I did. Um, Shame on me. I listen to that podcast twice a week too. Yeah, no, those, those guys are cool. Uh, so let's see. It's been a while. No, All it's open. Happen. It's open. Come on. All right. What? what? Uh, now I gotta look it up. Oh my god! I can't, I can't believe I can't remember this. I thought Open Core was a show that was on NBA TV. Oh no! I'm talking about the uh, the uh, the one with um, Ben Golliver and and Andrew Sharp. Uh, open uh, floor. Yeah, I heard that's a really good one. It's a really good one. You should check it out. Fuck that. All right, good. Now that's done. <laughs> nah, nah, I'll just do it. I just don't want to listen to people who are better than me at podcasting. Well, then you shouldn't listen to any podcast. I'm kidding. That That's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> I kid. I kid. There's nobody better than you, James. No one better. Whatever, you piece of shit. Except, um, except, for, yeah, except for maybe me. That's it. Go on. Give me your... Better. What's up with you? What's up with your life? This week. What'd you uh, do in the all-star uh, break? Nothing. Oh. I cared about that shit. Uh, no. Nah, so, I didn't even watch the all-star game, man. Really? This is the first time I watched it. Well, I mean, I, I, I catch bits and pieces of it here and there, but I actually gave a shit and tuned in this year. It's the first time Why? I've watched that. Well, because I was interested in the new format. I was interested to see if they would play. And I got to tell you, it was pretty fun. Mostly, I was interested to see Joel Embiid play, though. But you know, and that's good, right? That's, that's yeah. the right reason to watch it. That's why they did the whole thing, and it it sparked interest. And that's good. I enjoyed the new format. I watched a little bit at the beginning. I just got tired of hearing Reggie Miller and Chris Chris Webber just like jizz themselves about defense. <laughs> well, defense is great. It's great. No, it is. It's just it's not for an All Star game. I don't care. That's just me personally. Well, I get I, it. I mean, come on. They they they. They sort of played defense for the All-Star and, game. And right? that was really, the aggravating part was they weren't even playing defense. But Chris Webber and and Reggie Miller acted like, oh, my God, look at him trying. This is so – and, you know, like I said, I keep asking this. The first person to find me a clip of Reggie Miller or Chris Webber playing defense in one of their All-Star appearances, I will send you one bajillion dollars. That's a lot of money. Which I'm not gonna pay up even if you do find one. So you can find you can find whoever doing a block, you know, blocking a shot and send me a clip. I'm not sending you shit. So how much is, how many zeros that. are in a bajillion? Uh, a bajillion. Oh, um, okay. It's like in Google, Infinity Googleplex or something like that. I don't know, man. Um, so um, yeah, so yeah, it, I enjoyed the three point contest, which is always fun. I enjoyed. I like. I mean, the dunk contest to me it hasn't been great, and you know, Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine aside, it hasn't been great recently. So, it's just cool. You see a nice dunk here or there. But I don't care about that either. So, whatever. All Star Weekend's over. I'm ready for the games. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm usually totally checked out. I gotta admit, like I watched all of it this 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 time around, just so I wanted <laughs> I wanted to tune in and see if it was any good. And uh, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. It was. It's definitely not an NBA game, but it's it's fun. And I'll say this: uh, Fergie's national anthem had me rolling man i'm like <laughs> i think it was great just because it was um hilarious nah, it 
it was it, I got I kind of cringe and feel bad for her, but at yeah, the same totally. time, I just don't understand how did she practice and <laughs> they let her practice and people watch her. People, no, she don't just practice by herself. No, no, and that's you know what I'm that's what blew my mind too because that band was on point. Like they had to write that. They had to write that shit. Like it was well rehearsed. Uh, they knew what they were doing. You know, she sexied up. The national anthem. I gotta be honest, man. At first, I didn't even realize what song it was. I was like, "What is this? The national anthem? I don't, I don't recognize this." Uh, and as an artist, of course, I appreciate her trying to take a chance and, and do it differently. I don't know. I, you know what? It it was bad, but it was hilarious. So that for that, I give her a ton of credit, and she did it. She did it. So props to her, man. I'm not giving her credit for fucking up the national anthem. <laughs> it's like it's not the worst thing in the world. I'm not giving her credit for that shit. It, no, fuck that. She she fucking stunk up the joint, man. And I'm not gonna say like she disrespected the flag, nothing like that. I don't care. Not, I'm not saying that, but you know, no, nah, there's no credit for that. Well, you don't have to give credit. Are you gonna Are you gonna give me credit for falling down the stairs? I mean, it depends on how graceful you do it. No, no, the fall. Just bust my ass down the stairs, and I lay at the bottom. I go, oh, I didn't die. Like, oh, good, good, good for you. I'll give you credit for not dying. Listen, you also need to know that I love physical comedy, so I'd probably just laugh. And give you a lot of credit for making me laugh. There's there's a bright side to be found in everything, James. No, there's not. <laughs> there is absolutely no bright side to be found in uh, the Dallas Mavericks right now. Ah, that's a wonderful... I'm not going to say it. I hate it when people do this. I was just going to bring that up. Tell me about the Dallas Mavericks. How do you feel about this? Uh, so let's start with the easy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, Mark Cuban was on somebody's podcast and he said... I guess the quote is losing is our best option. He he was he was passing on to his team that you know they're basically they're going to tank, and he did. I don't know why Cuban would even come out of his mouth and say that instead of just you know doing what you got to do. You don't explain to them, um, but he did, and he well, he could have even explained it to him. Just don't come on a podcast and say you explained it to him. Yeah. Because then this happens, and now he got fined. It was six hundred thousand dollars. Yep. So. I mean. So um yeah go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, you're exactly right. Like, everybody knows this goes on. The thing that bothers me about it is, wasn't he really anti-tanking? Or the Dallas Mavericks would never do that. Like, a couple of years ago when the yeah. Sixers were blatantly tanking so they could get better draft picks. And now he comes out and says, uh, we should just tank the rest of the season. I mean, come on, dude. The hypocrisy drives me up a freaking wall. Um, and he got slapped with a hefty fine. $600,000 is not well, so, nothing. You know what? So, no, no. Somebody said that for a guy like Mark Cuban, $600,000 is the equivalent of $28 for an average American. So, yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a billionaire. Yeah. 28, 28 smackers. I mean, still. Like, you know, it's 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 still $600,000. I don't care. I mean, I yeah. For him, it's not that much. Well, guess what? That's the that's probably like the highlight of his day because also there's a Sports Illustrated report that came out that we all know about uh, detailing the depths and the depravity that went on within the offices of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, that the ex vice president, uh, I think, is it Usury? Usury? Uh, yeah, Usury, I think. And then one of their staff writers uh, was. Was not, was charged multiple times with domestic assault, and like, so we're not going to talk about it too much because um, we got a lot to talk about on this show. I just, it, I'm just overcome with disgust at uh, 
at that whole story. And now he's trying to, you know, he's the PR machine is out and he's trying to act like he didn't know, even though he says, you know, he's always bragged about being the most hands on plugged in owner. And he's saying he didn't realize the depths of what the, the details of the case. But you don't. How do you bring a guy back that was arrested on Maverick property, on team property, and not even get the full story, not read the police report, not do any of that stuff? It's a pretty, it's a pretty gross, uh, you know, abuse of power that that was happening in in Dallas, and and I'm sorry, man. If you know, it's just, Adam Silver. Oh, go ahead. It's just absolute negligence. It's absolute negligence. Like, well, it's not. I think he's lying. I think he knew all about it. It's not well, negligence. yeah, no, no, no. But like, if he knew, I mean, it's it's negligent behavior. If he knew and he saw him get arrested, he saw the police report. Even if he went that far and discovered all these things, then not doing anything about it and bringing him back. And by the way, then going back and saying, well, we kept him on the team because we didn't want him out in the world to assault anyone else. That is some horse shit right there. Like that's, that's disgusting. That's a, that's appalling. It's, it's on par with, uh, you know, like not reporting, you know, it's, there's, there's too much, there's too much really political stuff happening right now. This is not a political podcast. I do that on my own podcast, but it's terrible. It's terrible freaking behavior. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't even know how to sum it up. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't be mad if, you know, especially if it comes out that he is more complicit or at least more, he knew more than he, than he claims to know, which is, you know, he's playing Mr. Magoo right now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if Silver and the board of governors, they got, they forced him to sell the team. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And like the, the, you know, the more it goes on, like at first he came out and was like, no, I, I fucked up. He, you know, he, he honestly came out and said, I fucked up. Now he's walking it back a little bit and saying that, yeah, like, no, we tried to, we tried to keep him on so he wouldn't hurt anybody else. It's like, that's, that's ridiculous, man. Like this guy, listen, listen to Rachel Nichols piece. Listen to her talk on uh, whatever show, the jump that she's on. Mm-hmm. She, she hit it out of the park. It was beautiful. Uh, she's exactly right. Imagine going to work every day where you feel you are abused. You feel abused. Um, you know, your coworkers have been abused. And you tell HR and you tell people that are supposed to like deal with these issues and nobody comes to help. And so imagine if you're a person that you really need your job, right? Everybody really needs their job. Yeah. You, you don't have any place to go. You, you are in the worst freaking position in the world. If you need your job, you can't just walk out the door. You can't quit. You're stuck. It's I've been at jobs like this. It's the worst freaking place in the world. to Well, be. see, and you, you think you have, you've been a job, right? Like, but, you have, but not, you haven't, I haven't been, been in you ha- Right, you haven't been. You know, that's where the the whole difference. It all it all falls apart. Well, not falls apart. I hear what you're saying. But, and we can try to imagine what these women dealt with and 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 had to go through. But you know, as as right. men, I've, we don't we don't yeah we don't we don't physically fear for I, our safety. We don't we don't feel physically intimidated. So it sucks, man. I no, I'm here what you're saying. I yeah, no, say I mean like I, yeah. to be honest, like I I worked with a bully, a workplace bully who bullied everyone else around, and I went to the ownership a, a couple of times, and you know eventually that guy was uh, relegated to another position, but um, it was it was awful. It was awful. Like it kept me up at night thinking about like what can I do? I can't I can't do anything. I'm powerless because no one is there to help. That's just a bully at work, right? That's not actually yep. having someone beat the shit out of you, which should never happen guy on guy, or especially not man on woman. That's it's disgusting, appalling behavior. And for 
I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really hot about this issue. I didn't realize how much it was affecting me or bothering me. But, but for like Mark Cuban to turn a blind eye to that and to the sexual allegations about usury that were happening for, what, 15 years? That's disgusting. He really needs to be held accountable for this. Good for him for coming out and acknowledging it. But, you know, that's that's not enough. Fuck that. No, it's not good for him. It's not good for him because he only did it because they got caught. Exactly. Exactly. This shit was going on for 15 years. This is, I mean, I'm coming out really strong and, you know, like a lot of people are saying, don't, you know, don't, don't be the jury on him or whatever. I don't know. I don't even know what the, this, the term would be, but don't, don't, don't close the case on him. But what he's done, just let's wait till we hear all the facts. And I look, I respect that. Yeah. If, if they do their investigation, just, it just sounds like I said, from what we know of Mark Cuban, I can't believe that he didn't know more than he's saying he knew. Right. He's, he's, and know, by the so. way, that's the other problem with this is that they're doing their own internal investigation. The, the investigators are hired by the team. Right. It well, should have no, been. The NBA is going to investigate too. The NBA is going to investigate. They're not they gonna need to this. investigate. The NBA them. needs to investigate. Yeah. I mean, it's great that the NBA has taken this on and they're, they've started a hotline for people who are in trouble at work or hotline for people who feel like they have these problems at work and they can call this now and get some real help outside of the organization that you work for. That's great. Uh, but it's sad that it took this. I mean, the Me Too movement is, is amazing. It's, it's taken a whole lot of people down and rightfully so. I know people yeah. are, people are conf- you know, they're comparing. Mark Cuban to Donald Sterling. I don't know. I think it's like uh, it's two totally different things. And, you know, Mark Cuban is clearly not a racist piece of shit like Donald Sterling is. But uh, but turning a blind eye is not much better. And so this is what I hear what you're saying, because it's not two completely different things. One one deals with race, which is terrible. And the other one deals with sexism and misogyny, which is terrible. But both in both situations, those things were so prevalent in the fabric of the franchise that the owner had to go. And it started with him. Mm-hmm. So while it might not seem fair, look, I'm, I was military. Guess what happened in the military? The, the commanding officer of a ship can be fast asleep and one of his uh, junior officers screw up and crash the boat. Guess who's getting relieved over their command? The commanding officer. The commanding officer. Mm-hmm. It comes down to him. Everything, it falls back on you. Everything falls back on you. If and, and you could say, well, I, I wasn't even there. How am I getting relieved? It all comes back from the culture and the training that you've instilled. Yep, it comes from the top. It absolutely comes from the top, and that's so, the most damning part about this whole thing, you know. So let's uh, let's cleanse our palate, man. It's disgusting, and I yeah. hope that the I hope that the victims uh, find some sort of peace or justice from you know this coming out, and and that they that the NBA handles this to the best of their abilities and. And there's some modicum of justice that comes out of this. So I absolutely agree. I have to, it's it's also sad that we went from talking about Fergie to talking about this, but let's move on. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it's pretty gross. Uh, what else? Oh, so uh, let's shift shift gears over to San Antonio. Well, stay in Texas. All right. Okay. Uh, Kawhi Leonard nine games this season. Uh, he played really. He played pretty well when he played, mm-hmm. and the Spurs are still third in the West. Amazingly, but, like Pop has patched that like ragtag team together. Uh, it's it's not quite as amazing as people keep making out to be. I'll tell you why in a second. Go ahead. But um, right. yeah. So Pop came out publicly and said he'd be surprised if Kawhi ever plays again. Plays again this season. He you know if he sees him again this season, and the reasoning not just because he's hurt. No, he's been cleared since December. We found out. And they're basically saying, well, yeah, that you need time to come back and get healthy and like, you know, get a rhythm. So if you don't come back soon, there's like 20 games left. 
then then we're going to just move on what we got and the general consensus among the, the smart talking heads on tv are, was that that was really a message to Kawhi. like even though he said it on tv it was his way of speaking out to Kawhi and letting him know what's happening or what they need from him um so i mean we're speculating here but you know is Kawhi not talking to the franchise right now you know, well, uh, we don't know what's ab- happening. So. Here's the thing about that idea, though, is that, like, has Pop ever done this before? I mean, has he ever called his players out in the media before? He seems like a very private guy that doesn't want to talk about anything to the media. Mm-hmm. So to do that is a complete departure from him as a human being. I don't know if that's actually true. I have heard that, like, the problem with Kawhi right now is that it's a lingering injury, right? He's been cleared to play. He's perfectly healthy, but there's a lot of pain. And I could tell you from uh, as a runner... I had tendonitis in my knee for, for yeah. a while. Dude, it took me down for a year. I could not run. So to the listeners out there, we want to make sure that you guys understand that he's. they say he has tendinopathy, which is basically, like you said, tendonitis. And it's uh, and that big tendon that runs, I guess, from your thigh down into your kneecap, right? Mm-hmm. So right in the front there, like right above your knee, that tendon there when you flex it's causing him a lot of pain. It's inflamed and it's sensitive and it's causing him pain. That's that's what tendonitis is. I've had it in my elbow before, which is also known as tennis elbow, right? And it sucks. It does. Um, but you have full range of motion. You have full strength. Mm-hmm. It just hurts. It hurts, it hurts really like when you move it. Yeah, so I don't know how much pain. We don't, we'll never know how much pain Kawhi is in. And I, from what I understand, when they say he's cleared, so they checked him out. MRI, there's no tears. He's physically able to function. It just hurts. Yeah. And you know it's hard. To, it's hard to ask a guy, "Hey, come play these eighty-two regular season games and be in pain and take cortisone shots and take steroid shots." And you know, if that's the case, my that's my take on it. That it, that seems like what what it is. And Kawhi's like, "Well, no, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to be this you know quote unquote warrior and just tough it out because that's just not what it's supposed to be like. My knee doesn't need to hurt. Right. You need to figure out how to make it stop hurting. So, well, and the other thing um, is like, yeah, you have full range and you have full power, right? But your brain still doesn't realize that that's the case. It's still it, you're still sending messages of pain to your brain, and your body's going to react in kind. You're gonna you're not going to be 100. percent You know, you're just yep. you're as much as you want to go out there and give it your all, you're not going to be able to. And I think that was part of what he was saying is that like I'm not 100. percent I can't do the things that I normally do because the pain is that great. So I don't really, you know, I don't blame him for sitting out. I don't blame him for wanting to sit out. I think you would want to get healthy and come back at full steam, right? But I think the bigger question is like, what does this mean for the, for the, uh, sorry, the the uh, the Spurs and Kawhi moving forward? That's the that's the big question. That's the million dollar question. And I kind of you could you kind of saw this coming, not saw it coming, but if you look back now, the Jonathan Simmons. Uh, thing where you know they brought this kid Jonathan Simmons in and he was I thought he was a really good piece there and he just asked for he's hey don't 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 tend to be an offer just let me go and sign somewhere else he didn't want to be there Mm -hmm. you know Dwayne Dedman's a good basketball player he's a he's a quality backup slash you know spot starter I I I don't want to be here they didn't even I don't think they even try to get him back you know so uh Pau Gasol they just hand him you know this huge chunk of money because they didn't they, they didn't get the free agents or anything like if things have been kind of weird in Spurs land lately and uh, you know, there's smart people. I'm not sure how true this is, but they're saying that, you know, there's a chance that Kawhi either, you know, gets talks his way out of the city by like, you know, in the next coming year, or, you know, just doesn't take the, they're going to offer him the, the max and he's not going to take it. Mm-hmm. So this is uncharted territory for the Spurs, man. They've been, 
they've been like the picture of stability and, you know, smart franchise and everything's in harmony, just so harmonious. And, you know, even stuff like the Tony Parker, uh, Brent Barry thing was handled with so much class and like, you know, it, hardly a ripple went through the waters in Spurland. And uh, that, that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. So I, this is, uh, they're about to turn a new chapter in the Spurs, the Spurs legacy. And it, I don't think it goes anywhere near as smooth as the, the last, the last chapter. Yeah. And it definitely will be interesting to see how they handle it, but you know, everything ends, man, everything ends. Like the Warriors aren't going to be the best team in the league forever. Even Michael Jordan had to retire. So like everything ends. It's, it's, it's a little disconcerting. It's a little sad, but like, you know, the other thing is pop's going to retire at some point too. And then what do they do from there? I mean, who's going to take the reins and, I mean, I'm just talking about who knows, maybe even next year, who knows, depending on what, what happens with Kawhi, but it's going to happen eventually, you know, things change. It is sad to see that, that, you know, such a stable franchise though has been, it was, they took a real hit this year, but you know, think about this James too, though. Like we, people speculate every year when everybody is giving their, their off season predictions about who are they going to be, who are the top teams in the West going to be every year. People are saying, well, I don't think the Spurs have it anymore. I know, I think the Spurs are going to fall uh, off this year because the guys are getting old. You can only say that for so many years in a row before it actually is true. Right. Yep. And that's my thing. Like, I think I was saying that back in 2012, 2013-ish. And, you know, they, they proved me wrong like a fool. Mm-hmm. But a team that's like any team is built like it's built. To, the Spurs are designed to function around Kawhi Leonard and LaMarcus Aldridge. You have these two offensive hubs. Everybody else plays off them. And no matter how good the Spurs system is, which we know it's amazing, if you're missing one of your central pillars, it's it it can't last. And we're seeing that. Since Jan- let me ask you this: What do you think the record is since December thirtieth? Uh, I have no idea. I don't even know how many games they played. I should look. This okay, up. I'll, I'll tell you. No, no, I got you. All right, tell me how many they games played they played in October. About, about twenty three games. In twenty three games, they went um fifteen and eleven. No, ten and thirteen. That doesn't ten make 13. sense. <laughs> ten and thirteen. Yeah, you're way off. That's right. But oh, no, ten no, and thirteen. All right. all right, ten and thirteen. There you go. Really? That's yep. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a losing record since December. Offensive rating since uh, December thirtieth. What do you think it is? I'm gonna say seventeenth. Twenty second. What? Really? So it's coming apart. I mean, yeah. this is what happens. Uh, hey, in the last six games, what do you think the record is? Uh, two and four. I know it's not They're good. One. They're one and five. One and five. Well, I was close. See what I'm saying? So this is it's coming unglued, man. It's slowly coming unglued because it's designed to, to have Kawhi Leonard at that focal point, and he's not there. And they've they filled in as best they can, mm-hmm. but this is what happens. Well, don't forget you know? Gin- Ginobili's been out too. He's coming back tonight, but he's been he's a hundred. He's a thousand years old. Thousand years I mean, old. so it's still yeah, oh what. Oh God, Ginobili's coming back! Thank God. That's not how it works. No. That's just not how it works right well, now. Well, honestly, I would have expected more out of of uh, their point guard. Oh my God, here we go again. I'm the worst. Dejounte Murray. Thank you, Dejounte Murray. But he's, I mean, he's a second year. But he's player. a second year player. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of potential. He's like a defensive. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. But defensive isn't going to get you get you points. Um, so I know it's 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 they have to transition now. They have to make that that switch over from old players to young players. And honestly, I didn't, I, I'm going to give myself some credit because I thought this year they were actually going to start to fall off. Um, I didn't think Kawhi was going to be injured this long though either. So if I had, I probably would have, and you know, you, you have to give them credit still because they're still maintained. They're still third and West. So tell me about why that's misleading. Well, because, because they're 10 and 13 in their last 
23 okay. games. As and you just laid out. <laughs> right. It's so, like, everybody's like, oh, they're fine. But they're not fine. They're not fine. Because they, they built up their equity early, and they've been struggling lately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, we know Golden State is on another level, and Houston's playing another level. San Antonio's not playing at that level, even though they're in third. You know, and then the the other teams behind them, sure. You know, Houston, um, the 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 T Wolves have kind of uh, floundered a little bit late. The Thunder, of course, are having their struggles without Ro- Ro- Robertson. So you know, those teams are struggling too. But like those teams still have their stars, and they're still yeah. You know. It's not going to so, be a long playoff run for the Spurs once they get in. But speaking of speaking of teams that have built up equity early and are kind of mm-hmm. coasting on that, what about your Celtics, man? Um, well, we have, yeah, yeah, you're right. That, that, that fits perfectly because they did, they, they came out the gates with that 16, you know, they were, they were 16 and two yeah, at one point, you they, know, so. And the, they were getting a lot of love around the NBA, man. People were really impressed with them. And they, I mean, listen, a 16, a 16, I think it was a 16 win run, right? 16 in uh, a row yeah. or 14 in a row or something like that. That yeah, That's 16. impressive. It's not nothing. And like, if you look back at the history of teams that have gone on a 16 win streak, They've been deep into the playoffs. So it was, you know, it was something to get excited about. But it was also a little bit of, like, fool's gold, I think, we're seeing. Well, no, absolutely fool's gold. But, I mean, again, this is where it happens when when uh, people get caught up in the moment. Mm-hmm. Because six minutes into their season, the Celtics lost a, you know, they lost a, a top 20-ish type player, all-star. And that changes everything. Yeah. So that was that's, that's my stance on it. I've been very zen about it because once he went down, I went through my little grieving stage. I was like, all right, well, this nothing this season really matters. You know, as far as we're not, we're not going to hit our ceiling because our ceiling just went, you know, broke its foot, so uh, broke its ankle. So I wanted to see the young guys get minutes and get better. They all have. Uh, I wanted to see Al Horford and Kyrie how they link. They they've they've been beautiful together. So. I don't really care. Uh, I keep saying I wouldn't be shocked if Boston lost in the first or second round, and I wouldn't be shocked if they got to the Eastern Conference Finals or even the Finals. Like, there's anything that play right now. now. The Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals, you're even that's obviously the, the tougher tougher get, but I wouldn't be shocked. That actually would be more shocking for me right now if they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals because I just don't see it. They're, they're, they're a really nice team. They're a really nice team with a lot of interchangeable parts, a lot of athleticism, and a lot of young guys, and that's what scares me. I mean, you got Al Horford. You got Kyrie, obviously. But, I mean, if you're going up against a team like the Cavs, who has a whole new look, or you're going up against the Toronto Raptors, who I think are going to give them a lot of problems if they meet in the playoffs because – the Raptors are really deep. They have a lot of young guys too, but they're all giving them really good minutes off the bench. Yeah, so I mean that's the thing. I I I I'm being realistic here. There's there's teams that have a, have a little more veteran presence and a little more depth and a little more probably a little more talent across the board than Boston in the East. You know, so it, it is what it is. I'm I'm trying to Gordon Hayward to get back. So um, well, and you yeah, came man. you came on and we spoke about that. You came on my my podcast when when the season first started. The, the second he broke his ankle. I was like, James, you want to talk about this before we started this podcast? And you did. Mm-hmm. We talked all about how from here on out, it's gravy. Uh, it's, there's no pressure. The pressure's off. Like, it's great that you got Kawhi and it's a really good, young, fun team. And, and right. seeing, and seeing, um, Kawhi, you mean, uh, J- you mean Jalen, Jalen uh, and Jason, Jason. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie, did I say Kawhi? You did say Kawhi. Shit. <laughs> Kyrie. And then Jason Tatum, seeing him grow. I mean, see, I mean, he's obviously, regressing a bit but you know the rookie wall is a real thing man yep um 
But he started out the season on fire, and I think he's going to be a super solid pro for a lot of years. I think those are just all gravy things. It's all great stuff. If you're a Celtics fan, there's no way you're mad at the season. It sucks that you lost Hayward, and it sucks that your offense isn't very good. Um, but I still think it's like, either way, man, this season is a total win for you, which I fucking hate because I hate the Celtics. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? I mean, we're probably going to get the pick from, uh, you know, from the Lakers, and that's fine because, you know, it's fine. I, I, nothing... I'm not stressing anything, man. I just want Gordon Hayward to come back healthy next year and, and be part of what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. What about uh, you want to stay in the East real quick? You want to talk a little bit about the new look Wizards? Um, let's do that. So, John Wall is an all-star. Bradley Beal is an all-star. Right? Yes. The Wizards have proven they have this weird habit of uh, almost like the Thunder where they kind of lose to bad teams and they can kind of compete with good teams. But they're very inconsistent was the point, even with, when John Wall was there. He's been dealing with issues uh, and injuries all year. I think he got, uh, he got a PRP injection, I think. Uh, you know, he missed games earlier. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't had the, ex- the same pop as he normally has, right? And he just right. signed that extension. That has to be kind of worrying. Uh, but... He went down on, I think, January 25th. Where do you think the Wizards stood as far as uh, offensive rating when he went down? I'm going to guess around mid to mid-20s. Whoa, dude. You thought they were that bad? Mm, I'm terrible at guessing. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> they, were, they were 12th. All right. So they were 12th. And what are they now? Like 6th? And then defensive rating, what do you think they were? Mm, all right. So I'm going to say 15th. They were around 12th. And now, of course, I'm going to have to draw net rating. So they were 11th in net rating. So they were a little better than the average team overall, right? You know, 12, 12, 11, there's 30 teams in the league. He's went down. They played 10 games. You know the record in those 10 games? I think they're 8 and 2, right? They're 8 and 2. Yeah. Do you know what their offensive rating, uh, or they are offensive rating wise? I'm going to guess it's around 5th. They're 7th, which is really good. Pretty good. Defensive rating? What do you think they are? I'm going to guess around 10th. They're up to 8th. Oh, look at that. So and what is... Si- what is They're 6th the f- in the net, net rating. So What is the factor here, James? Uh, the factor is John Wall got hurt, and all <laughs> of a sudden, the ball is moving. The So, all right, this, we all know Bill Simmons and his uh, his Ewing theory. Oh, if I you don't, don't know it's... I don't know who this Bill Simmons guy is. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, whatever. But the Ewing <laughs> theory basically says like when a star goes down, everybody kind of picks up their play, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing where how when a so certain level of star goes down, the team plays actually better without them for at least a short term. And yeah, I mean the Wizards have been playing outstanding without them. The ball is moving. Their assist rate's gone up. Um, I think we're seeing what Otto Porter and uh guys kelly like Oubre. Uh, kelly Oubre, they they have a lot more responsibility and it, it's like it's it's good for them like we saw with jason tatum when when gordon hayward went down right yeah so um that's what we're looking at right now well and i think for starters whipping the ball around the court and sharing the sharing it more is always going to lead to better offense i don't care what anybody tells me if you share the ball with your teammates and you get everyone involved Guess what? You're a harder team to stop on the offensive end. It just works that way. What is it? Physics? I don't know. So you say that are you saying Chris Paul's overrated? I didn't say any of that. I'm just why would Chris Paul be overrated? He's in the next he was one of the greatest pastors in the league. But he doesn't move the ball around. He dominates the action until this year. But the Clippers were one of the better offenses in the league and he when he was on the floor, he was pounding that thing. 
Yeah, that's true. I think that had a lot to do with interpersonal dynamics in the locker room and on that team. But yeah, but wait, listen, we're, we're talking about the Wizards. <laughs> okay, so Chris Paul's overrated. Got it. <laughs> yes, and uh, Jokic is underrated. I'm just saying. Oh, he's such a great passer. <laughs> um, I just so so what do so what do you make of this this whole situation right now? All right, so I, my theory is that a John Wall's been hurt way more this season than we really realized. He hasn't played great. He hasn't. He didn't play like an all star. He got voted in on his uh, you know his his stardom, which is great because you know John Wall's a great player, um, but he hasn't been an all star this year. I think he was playing injured a lot more than uh, he led on. And he's had knee problems for almost his entire career. I'm really worried about his knees, man. Uh, it, it's If I was the team, listen, hear me out. This is going to sound like a hot take and like a crazy thing to say, but if I were the Wizards and I have the team that I have right now and we're playing this well without John Wall and John Wall is an all-star player who's really good on the defensive end and a dynamic offensive force when he's healthy... Uh, if I could pair somebody better with Bradley Beal and give the team to him and maybe get rid of, um, I mean, they can't obviously do it now because the trade deadline has passed, but at come, come uh, draft day, I might think about trading John Wall to a team um, for some other pieces and a high pick. I'm just saying you could probably, because what's their ceiling? What's their ceiling? Even if John Wall comes back the rest of the season, you think they get to the Eastern Conference Finals? Um, it, it's a possibility. I mean, there's a couple teams in front of them, definitely at least three teams. So, but it's a, it's, it's a possibility, right? Yeah, not- totally. I'm just saying like you have one, you have two really great pieces on your team right now. You have Bradley Bill, who's not injured all the time. Well, he's been injured in the past, but he's healthier this year. And you have John Wall and like John Wall dominates the ball. They, they don't get along that well. It's pretty well known. Um, and when John Wall's in there, they don't share it as well. I, w- I would just, like, Bradley Beal can carry that team. He's doing it right now. If he can carry your team and you can get a better player to put with him, like, I don't know, a Kemba Walker and a pick and another big man who can actually give you some serviceable minutes. I mean, th- th- I shouldn't say that because I-, I really love the Polish Hammer. But Wow. <laughs> but, I mean, if you can upgrade at some positions and strengthen a your bench in the process. A better player like Kemba. Well, whatever. I'm just, I'm just giving you an example. Yeah, I know. Kemba's a downgrade. But whatever. Who doesn't love Kemba Walker? He would fit better with Bradley Beal. Nah, maybe that's not true. Listen to me. I'm just talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where I start talking absolute nonsense. James, this is where you're supposed to stop me. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I like the offensive punch of Kemba and, and Beal. But, this, yeah, it's not an upgrade. No, no. Um, I don't know, man. I've, I've, I, th- I think I've beat this drum enough, and the people who know me and follow me on social media know that. Like, I, I just don't hold. Like, I, I'm with you. When you, I, I was joking about the Chris Paul's overrated thing, but the whole oh man, you just need a true point guard to run your offense. That's that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit, right? That that whole thing should have expired a long time ago because, like you just said, they're running offense with the balls moving around and like letting the Letting the system be the be the point guard is better than having oh a ball dominant point guard who you know runs the show and sets everybody up. You Look, know what I'm saying? So prime example is the Raptors this year. They they were an ISO heavy team, and what are they doing this year? They totally changed their system around, and they're awesome because of it. They're sharing the ball like crazy. Yeah. So and that's honestly look, I'm gonna have to have have a, a moment, a real moment here. Probably 
one of the biggest shortcomings of the Thunder is that Westbrook is too ball dominant as far as a playmaker. Oh my God, my, I think my heart just skipped a beat. So <laughs> no, I, I, but here's the thing: like that, that's the problem. It's a coaching thing. It's a schematic thing. Right. Same thing with, with Toronto. Toronto's issues were schematic, not with the players. Those mm-hmm. aren't bad players. They just were playing as their coach wanted them to, and it wasn't. You know, they had a certain ceiling. So I think that uh, you know Russ has been so empowered now, and and Donovan. You know, depending on depends on him so much. That's why you don't really see it there. Yeah, it's it's tough with Westbrook because he is such a unique player, and he is such. I, I mean, that guy can do everything for you. He can rebound. He can pass. He can shoot. He can get to the rim like nobody else in the league. He's 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 much better on defense this year. He's an amazing player, and he's the face of your franchise. So it's hard to not give him the rock. It's not. You know, it's like he won the game last night with that crazy one second left on the clock three-point shot, which sometimes goes in, sometimes it doesn't. But you can't really take the ball out of his hands because if you do, now you're upsetting the apple cart, you know? So like we talked about before with OKC, it's really more about the personalities on that team. We talked about it earlier in this year about does Billy Donovan really understand that and can he get those personalities to mesh? I don't know. I mean, the jury's still out. Um, I I don't know if the jury still. I think they they're doing pretty well. I think injuries, like the injury to Robertson, just kind of scuttled so much of what they were doing. And I'm starting to lose faith in Donovan uh, because of his rotations and some of the things he does. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what else to really. There's, more, there's not much more to say about. Oh no, we're talking about John Wall here. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a well. It's no. It's a unique situation because I mean. So you're, look, the league is flush with point guards. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's a there's an upper echelon, then there's like a, but there's the point is like we just discussed. I don't know what you're gonna do with a player like John Wall. So what team's gonna really want to take on his giant salary coming down the pipeline and give up a pick for him? You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, totally. And that's you know that that salary scares me. The thing is like that salary doesn't kick in until next year. Right now, somebody could get him on a sweet deal, but it, yeah, it it's coming. It's coming right down the pike. I think it jumps from whatever he's making this year, which is probably like around 20, <clears throat> 20 to like, mm-hmm. I think it jumps to 40 million a year next year. Um, I mean, John Wall is an amazing player. He's a dynamic two-way player. He blocks the ball like crazy for a point guard. It's insane. He's one of the fastest players in the league. I think a lot of teams would be willing to gamble on him. Like the Kings, the Kings would love to get John Wall on their team, right? Now, see, let's now there's a certain caliber of player where, a team could say, "Hey, we're gonna trade for you, John Wall." And he he'll just say, "I will make your life hell if you try to trade me. Trade for me." Yeah, but that's uh, maybe he could. I don't know. I don't know those inner workings. I'm not there. I guess his agent would probably fight against it. But I, I yes, you they, would, they would. They would. They, they would. They would. There's a again. You don't trade for a max player who doesn't want to be on your team. That just doesn't make any sense. Well, I don't know. Look at the Lakers when they got Dwight Howard. And he no, he signed there. That's he true. He did there. sign there. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I guess. Yes. Right. Well, all right. No, no, because they had to trade Andrew Bynum, who went to the Sixers. Okay, but yeah. well, again, he had to agree to that trade, and he was in the last year, and they were willing to pay him. Right. And he turned down the money the next season. Yep. So. That's fair. James. Um, what up? Well, I was going to say, do you want to talk about the playoff format, or do you want to talk about opening it up to Twitter? Uh, I'll just do the Twitter stuff. I'll say this for playoff format. Go ahead. I, I, I would love the scrap the conferences and just do the best 16 teams. I would hate, hate, hate if they did a playoff, a play-in, a play-in game for the last, like, spot or two. That's uh, that, both, that last idea sounds whack. 
Yeah, I like it. I like opening it up to uh, interconference too. I, it would be so much fun. I was looking at this the other day. I forget where I was looking at it online, but it actually listed that it's probably on NBA.com or something. Um, it listed the teams the way they sit right now and how the what the matchups would be. It was so mm-hmm. much more interesting than like watching the Warriors just just trounce the Jazz if they get in or something. You know, it. Yeah. It, it pitted teams that were really like good matchups against each other because you know when you when you're, you're talking about there's like three really good teams in the league you're talking about the Cavs because they have LeBron James you're talking about the Rockets and you're talking about the Warriors anybody they play is going to be boring because they're going to win but there's a whole lot of teams at the bottom if they're playing each other it would make it so much more exciting because they are actually matched up pretty well against one another they have similar flaws and similar strengths and that's way more of a compelling series than like a really good team just pummeling a really bad team i mean it's going to happen regardless but i think if you also take away the bottom teams in each conference like of course we're going to get more west teams in there than we're going to get east teams and that's fine because you're automatically lifting the the uh what do you call it the 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 competitiveness of the playoffs to begin with you don't have exactly. like, yeah. it just doesn't make sense that you say, okay, these this sucky team from the East is gonna get smashed in four games while three better teams in the West didn't make it because they weren't a top eight team in the West. Even though they would have been like the third best team in in the East. You know right. what I'm saying? It right. doesn't make sense to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm totally with that. I don't I don't know about that. I would say I'm not into the one game. What's the proposal? The one game playoff or if it's two teams yeah, that are like around like, the ninth, tenth, eighth, ninth, tenth seeds or something like that, they would some play nonsense. Each- yeah, like the seven and, and the ten would play each other, then the eight and the nine would play each other. See, that's just and then Yeah, that's yeah. just that's just punishing teams that, that should be in there already. That, exactly. So if I'm if I'm good enough to make the playoffs, then you're saying, Oh yeah, but then you're gonna lose because Kemba Walker in the tenth, he he went nuts for one game, and they got in the playoffs, and they they didn't even earn it. So it's it's kind of whack. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I mean, it would be fun. I love the idea of like a one game playoff. You know, winner take all, like like the March Madness and stuff. It's the only time I watch NCAA is March Madness, which is a lot of fun because it's one and done. But I don't think it works in this scenario. I would rather just see East and West opened up, and I know there's all these debates about like the travel and how it's going to affect the teams. And it's, you know, those things are real. They are real, but every team has their own private jet now, right? These guys, that's my thing. They have, they have nutritionists that go on the planes with them and make sure they get enough sleep. They're not, not taking care of themselves. And I think you can mitigate the, the effects of, of the travel on, on the body. And, you know, to an extent that it probably wouldn't make that much of a difference. They do it now anyway. Yeah, just add a different, like add another day between travel, and I'd say go back to the two three two format, and it's you're you're in there. Yeah, and I think you know it sounds like Adam Silver is really into the this or a similar idea of opening up the playoffs. I just don't want them to do the stupid play in game. That yeah, whack, dude. yeah. I mean, maybe a yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Maybe that. Uh... No, it's, it's whack, dude. I can see it if there's two teams tied. It's for whack, the... damn it. No, no. <laughs> if there's two teams tied for the eighth spot. And at the end of the season, I swear to Christ, I'm gonna tell you one more time. How <laughs> whack it is. All right, it's whack. Fine. You want to open All up right. to Twitter? You want to get some Twitter uh, questions? Some people had yeah. some hot takes they just wanted to get out there. Oh yeah, so yeah, we do that one. All right. So let's, which one you do first? The hot. Let's do the Twitter questions first. Um, let me see if I can find any. You Did think you I would have at me? No, I was I was inhaling. I was inhaling sharply. 
That's what the fuck a yawn is. <laughs> That's more of a prolonged inhale. It's a, you know, let me see. Hold on. I, I had all these. I liked all these things and favorited all these things. So I could find them, and now I can't find them. You're doing a terrible job. I know. Thank you. Uh, likes. All right. Here we go. Ready? So, at derp derp dip, just wanted to announce that OKC is going to upset the Warriors in the playoffs. Did you say the playoffs, or you just mean coming up this weekend? Or oh, this see, I read it as uh, I read it as playoffs, but he just says announce OKC upset over the Warriors. So maybe he which, just means, yeah, yeah, which wouldn't be too much of an upset because they've already beaten them twice. So twice, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's if if it's more hot takey, this goes to the playoffs then. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's a way better hot take if you do it in the playoffs. So the war the right. the uh, OKC upsets the Warriors in the playoffs. I don't see that happening, but that would be man. Think about how much fun that would be. I know you as a Westbrook stan, we'd love that. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like I. I I think they have okay. The Rockets will probably have the best chance of doing it. I really think this. I think that the go the Golden State, the Oklahoma City have the second best. Oklahoma City Thunder have the second best chance because I mean we've seen it even without Robertson, the length and just athleticism, and when you can't double Westbrook and just make somebody else beat you because Paul George and, and Melo on the court, it makes a difference. It's true. It absolutely does. They played them really so. tough all year. Uh, I also do think that that Warriors are a little bit sort of checked out right now. They yeah. have another gear to give when it gets to the playoffs. Whereas I think the war the uh, the the Thunder were giving it everything they had to beat them, which you know it's uh, fine. It's great in the regular well, season. Well, no, yeah, they beat them by like twenty points both times. They blew them out. You know, what I mean, both times. Right. Because you know all the emotion and all that. But yeah, and like you just said, that the the Warriors are kind of operating at 75 percent right now right timothy buker my guy uh has a really hot take this is his hot take actually i don't think this is hot at all i think he is totally on point here he says uh joel Embiid is the dpoi the sixers have the third best defense uh, defense in the league and the best the i can't read and the best defense in the league when he plays cleaning the glass has philly at a plus 18 point differential when he's on the court as opposed to off, then there's this, and he gives the graphic of duo defense. Embiid and Simmons on the court together, opponent field goal percentage is at 40.9%. Oh this is horrible. <laughs> Horford and Smart, by comparison, are at 42.4. So you are saying. describing a chart to me in this question. <laughs> it's a hot take. It's a hot take. Oh, I hate this take now. All right, all right. No, no, um, no, it's fine because I think Robinson was my deep boy and he got hurt. Um, who else is really worthy? You know what I mean? Kawhi's out. Uh, well, Dre has great. No, no, his, his defense, his defense has slipped a lot. Not like a lot where he's falling for Cliff, but he's definitely, he would have been behind Robertson. He would have been behind, uh, I'd say he's behind Embiid, uh, maybe even behind Durant. He's been and, he's been he's been so so defensively this year. And Gobert has been injured a lot of the season, so I don't think he's in the running either. Yep, that's so, a really good I mean, point. Do you think? I mean, legitimately, do you think Joel Embiid has a shot at def- defensive player of the year? Um, we know that the old crusty voters usually are kind of biased against young guys, you know, especially yeah. for something like that. So I don't know. Think about this as well. This will be. I think Joel Embiid is just coming up on his first full season. Games yep. wise, yep. To go from from one complete season in the NBA to 
uh, not even complete season, to being an all-star starter and then possibly winning defensive player of the year. Dude, that's insane. That guy, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. We, it's still in play that at one point in his career, he's going to be the best player in the league. Man, I hope so. Because you know me, I'm a huge Sixers fan. Uh, Kyle S. Maggio. Maggio? Maggio NBA. I, I do this with his name every time. I'm sorry, Kyle. Hey, fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> he asks, how does Snotty feel about the Jokic Hall of Famer quotes from that article this morning? I didn't see the article. Oh, no, I'm not going to read it. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's just getting at you. Yeah, he is. No. How do you feel about Jokic? He's good. He's really good. He's going to be a multiple-time All-Star. He's going to be, you know, he's one of the best young bigs in the league. He's going to only get better. So I, people think I just hate him. Oh, he's he's really good. I don't he's think not, you hate him. I think you hate the idea of everybody claiming he's like the best I big man in the league. hate the thought of people saying he's a top 10 player. I hate that because there's better players than him. Yeah. You know, so... He, he's, he, he's fine. He is fun to watch, man. He makes some incredible passes. But yeah, we've talked to, we've talked ad nauseum about the idea that like if he's your best passer on your team, eh, even though point guards don't always matter or they they're not the be all end all in today's NBA. Still, if your big man is like your lead your lead passer, I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't care about that so much because, and somebody tweeted this today. Like, is this a hot take to say that Jamal Murray and Gary Harris are more important to the Nuggets future than than Jokic. And no, it's not because you're talking about two wings in a league that's very wing dominate uh dominated and you're talking about two guys who can shoot and score and you know do multiple things from the from the perimeter, which is what you need. I mean, so no, it's not crazy to say that. I don't know if it's right, but I know it's not crazy to say that. I mean, this is this is our podcast. Everything we say is crazy, right? So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> All is fair in love and war. Or some shit. Likely you say is crazy. Yeah. Eight, at eighty eight Mugsy eighty eight. So Maggie M Maggie I can't even read. Uh asks likelihood of the Wolves going fourteen and seven to hit fifty wins. Oh Maggie. Hey Maggie sent me cookies one time. Say that again, you cut out, sorry. I, I said Maggie sent me some cookies one time. All she right. Cookies and, oh yeah, that's my homegirl. Maggie Maggie, Maggie more, I accept send- cookies as well. No, fuck him. Send me some more cookies, Maggie. Um, fourteen and seven. Nine they to look have, up their record or their yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now, they've been scuffling a little bit. Um, I don't know what came over them, but they. I, I was just looking at this the other day, so I know it. Um, what do you think the possibility? Is? I'll look it up while you talk. Well, I was gonna look it up while you talk, but all right, fine. Uh, I think the possibility is pretty good. I mean. Listen, they're already at, what are they at, 30-something, and they're almost at 40 wins already for, for the season. I think getting to 50, not going to be that hard. You're asking them to go 75% over the next rest of the season? Is that right? It's 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 not going to be easy. But You're look, terrible at math. I'm so bad at math. It's, it, look, dude, look, hold on. 14 and 7. All right. You, right? You're going to ask them to yeah. win more than 50% of their games. <laughs> okay, 14 to 7. I'll just do the math. What's what's 7 divided by 7? Uh, 7 divided by 7 is is uh, 0. What? <laughs> 1. Jesus Christ, I dude. told you I'm bad at math. Listen, I'm an artist. I'm not a mathematician. So then 14 divided by 7 is 2. So they got to win two games for every one loss. And what is that? Come on, work with me. Two. That's, like, that's like 66%. They're going to win 66% of games. All right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not only am I bad at math, I'm making you bad as well. 
Uh, um, listen, so tune into the here. show for our math. Our math. That's what you're here for. We know. Oh, listen, the, the remaining schedule. They're at the Rockets. They they play Chicago, Sacramento, Portland, Utah. So there's like some hard games. Uh, in March, actually, they start up Portland, Utah, Boston, Golden State, Washington, San Antonio, Houston, L.A. Ooh, this is tough. So they're seven and nine in their in their last uh, in their last sixteen games. I I don't know what happened to them, but they kind of fought fallen off a cliff because they were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right before they went seven and nine. Oh my god, yeah, they they went on a nice. I think they went they won like. Eight of ten or something, and then they they go seven and nine in the last sixteen. So I, I don't know what's going on with the with the Timberwolves. So what is the record right now? I'd have to look this up. Oh my god! I got it up, right? I'll take a look for you. All right, I got you, bro. Um, right. they are thirty six and twenty five. There you go, thirty six and twenty five. So they're four games out of like forty wins. They're def they're yeah. they're going to be really close to fit. They're going to be knocking on the door. I think there's a. 66% chance that they actually get to 50 wins. They got to pick it up, though. They can't, you know, they, do they have can't to pick keep, it up. Yeah. They, they, I mean, look, 7 9 is 7 9. It is what it is. So these guys got to start playing better basketball if they're going to do that. So. You want any more? All right. One uh, more. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give one to Sham, my boy Sham. Fuck he, you, Sham. <laughs> he asks, how many Joe Borellis would it take to beat Snotty in a game to 11? Do you remember that movie, World War Z? Yes. This is a terrible, the, terrible freaking movie. The book was so good. The movie was terrible. The book was. The movie wasn't bad. I mean, oh, it was, it was just an, no, it was just it's a fucking action zombie movie. Um, do you remember the part where they overran that city, that fucking tall ass city wall? Yeah, like the they just kept just... walking over each other and walking over. No, they're it. running. They're right, running as hard right. as they that could. Was, that was why it was up... bad because there was like running zombies. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Well, that point. is what. That's what <laughs> you'd have to do. To be, there'd have to be literally thousands of you guys a swarm like that. <laughs> well. I mean, I answered on Twitter oh, and said, "Shit, what?" From, uh, from Bleacher Report, they just tweeted out: Jimmy Butler helped off the floor to locker room after suffering apparent knee injury. <sighs> well, that prediction just got a lot. No, worse. no, no, no. Let's just send up positive vibes, man. Yeah, so I'm hoping he he's tweaked fine. the knee. No structural damage. He'll be out for a game or two. It'll be fine. All right, be good. Fine. They're still gonna get to 50 wins. To answer Sham's question, good God, that was a bummer, dude. Um. Sorry, Shams. I'm in the bummer. <laughs> my 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 answer on Twitter was: There's no amount of me's that would make it possible for me to beat you because I am the worst basketball player you've ever met. But uh, if we're playing, you know, actually five on five, I think five of me versus one of you. I think four of me could probably hold you down. And the other one could just shoot. No, probably not. <laughs> so I know uh, more info on that knee injury. They're saying it's non-contact and he went down right knee. That's a scary Oh, point. that's not good. Yeah. So let's uh thoughts with Jimmy Butler, man. That sucks. Yeah, my thoughts are with the fans, too. Thoughts with Jimmy Butler, thoughts with the fans. This is breaking news right now on the dunk tales, and man, sad, sad breaking news. I hope he's okay. I really, really hope he's okay. Because the the league is much better when Jimmy Butler's healthy. Yes. I mean, he's been amazing this year. Let's get let me get, let's give credit to how awesome he's been this year. Yeah. He's been um, he's playing like it's funny because I said I think I said like a year or two ago so my, you know, is he top 10 and people are top 10 maybe 50 so he's playing like a top 10 player now and once again I had my finger on the pulse when I saw a player that I knew could just do everything and he's become a top he's been a top 10 guy so uh, yeah Minnesota has so much success with him he means so much to them let's, let's knock on wood and hope he's okay totally 
Uh, they were losing in that game to the Rockets, uh, 88 to 75. But yeah, man, I really hope he's okay. Ah, God, I hate that. But, you know, this is the NBA. You, oh, sorry. You, t- you take the ups and the downs. James, you got anything else? Or should we wrap it up? Let's wrap this shit up. All right. For James Holis, a.k.a. Snotty Drippin', and me, Joe Borelli, a.k.a. Wrap it up, B. Let's wrap that shit up. <laughs> this has been Dunk Tales. James, tell him where you can find us. Wrap that shit up. Um, we are, we are part of the almighty baller podcast network and you can find us on Twitter at Dunktails pod at snotty dripping at Joe Borelli and also check out at super flight pod and check out these nuts. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. I hate you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> the musical fuck.